0: everybody, it's the ID84 show live here from quarantine, episode 136, it uh, is the uh, 17th of June, we have as always the Adam the Mallet to my lower left, uh, and right. Ryan Glover to my upper left, and a uh, special guest tonight, uh, comedian, are you from uh, Illinois, correct?
1: Yeah, I live in Chicagoland
0: Chicago, Peter That's right. Lipsy, how you doing tonight?
1: Not bad. Happy to be here. Happy to be doing something uh, in front of people. It's been, you know, it's been nuts for three and a half months. Oh,
0: it's been absolutely ridiculous. How's uh, things out in uh, Chi Town? As is, is crazy as it is the rest of the world?
1: Uh, yeah, Chicago's great. I mean, you know, I've been to Boston, great town. Uh, people here are great, but uh, a lot of the comics, you know, like I said, they're going nuts. Uh, yeah. There's nowhere to go. Wisconsin next door is open up. Okay. You know, uh, I was in Lake Geneva, which is like a downtown touristy area been 4,000 people there on Saturday and not one wearing a mask, shoulder yeah. to shoulder, in nice. the bars drinking which is great. Yeah. And in about 14 days, all hell's going to break loose.
0: Uh, I gave up on the mask. I surrendered the mask. I was the, uh, and asked Adam, I was the first one to be very scared about this whole situation. I started yeah, loading up on goods. I built a bunker in my basement. I bought uh, are you
2: Lysol and your groceries. Yeah,
0: Lysol and <laughs> my groceries. Bought four months worth of baby formula. I uh, even put it in a safe and, uh, it was wow. trying to obtain illegal firearms because I thought shit <laughs> was going to go down. And then, um, me and my wife went out to Boston on a Saturday. We, uh, we enjoyed a nice day of going to the restaurant, sitting outside. And, uh, we had, I had the mask on for about the distance it took me to get from the car to the elevator, to the parking garage. I looked around, <laughs> seeing no one else was wearing a mask and said, you know what? Fuck it. My paranoia is over. I'm actually flying in two weeks down to Tennessee. So I am very, uh. What, what could happen right I mean it couldn't fuck me up Any more than I am So You know True yeah. I mean chances
1: are We've all come across it At some level Yeah oh, I'm yeah. thinking yeah. And uh I mean, We'll just see I guess
0: I'm, craps-y. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had it, Or I had I don't know Cause it, In December January I was feeling kind of achy Kind of fluy <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Unless I take the anybody test, I'll never know. But I I possibly could have had it. You know, I have a questionable lifestyle. I didn't think of what happened. (laughs)
1: Questionable lifestyle. Wow, that's redundant. We all have a questionable
0: lifestyle. (laughs) It all depends on what degrees, exactly. You know, that's right. That's right. (laughs) How much want to disclose is the question. Uh, so Peter, have you done any? I know you said that you're getting your auntie to do some comedy. But have you done any um, Zoom comedy, Zoom stand-up at all?
1: You know what? I, I've been, my buddy and I. Uh, we've been trying to do that, and the thing about Zoom comedy is, you know, getting everybody into one room at the same time. Like we were trying to do, like uh, you know, fifty-five and older communities because they have a they have a room there and they can Zoom it, but like this, you know, yep. getting uh, fifty people. It's impossible. So, not really. Yeah. Um, we, we're trying to get to uh, go to Southeast Wisconsin and uh, just do street jokes and our street jokes, which I think people will love because he's been doing it 30 years. I've been doing it 30 years. No one wants to hear about politics, topical stuff, anything. Oh, yeah. Just straight up street jokes. I think they go nuts. Finding the venue is hard. So.
0: Going to Wisconsin for people from Illinois is like us escaping to New Hampshire from people from Massachusetts. That's right. I mean,
1: you know, we have words for each other, and uh yeah,
0: it's great when know. it's open, right? Um, What's that? It's great when the other in the state of Jason for me is oh, open. Yeah. It's like going to another yeah, country. Sure. It's like going to Canada at eighteen, you know, and drinking up there. It's, it's wild.
1: Hey, you go into Wisconsin, about, you zip ends
0: about. I actually did a Zoom. I did two Zoom stand-ups uh a couple of weeks ago, with the Laugh Laughing Buddha Comedy Club out in New York, and uh, okay. very interesting. Um, I got to tell you, like I the first one I did, I, I had the microphone stand set up. I, you know, I had the speakers on, so I don't have the headphones. I like made it look like I was on stage. I try to get in the, the yeah. moment, while everyone else was just like us right now, with the microphone in front of us, just kind of staring at the computer.
2: It sounds horrible. It, it was, just sounds horrible and awkward. Well,
0: I, there's a delay. <laughs> And then you can't work the crowd. It's tough. Right. It's like, you know, and it's tough to keep track of your time. I, I, it was very awkward. So was it,
1: the other, was it the other comics that were in the pictures and you're doing it for them? Or was there an audience somewhere? So
0: you could have both. So you could have, there was both 10 comics that joined in and then you could right. give the link out to people and okay. the, the host would mute them all and they would just, it was very weird because they were muted. So you didn't really, right. you could just look at them laughing, but you can't be looking at your screen and looking at the cameras. It's very, it was very awkward. It, but... You're- you know. in a
2: weird way in a weird way I think it would be better if there was a fake laugh track that played after every joke it's kind of like watching a t- comedy show on television with no laugh track it just feels weird yes correct. Like, right. you know, even if nobody would laugh at your joke, it make you feel better.
3: I actually, you know, I watched uh, Joel Osteen, and you know how, like, he uh, tells a joke before, like, every uh, like, you know, <laughs> sermon. Yep. So, like, I noticed, like, you know, he tells his joke now, and there's no laugh track or anything, like, you know, the audience and stuff. Everything. Weird. Like, Weird. Yeah, it's like, I was like, oh, you're really not that funny. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I actually, when I recorded my Zoom, I actually added a laugh track on top of it afterwards because it was just too awkward. I was just like, yeah, that sounds like a good place for a laugh.
2: It's weird that helps. It's bizarre to think that like hearing laughter makes you laugh. Yeah. But without it, it's creepy. It's like walking into a department store without any music.
0: Yes. Very yeah. creepy.
1: It's like the original episodes of Mash that were funny. They didn't have laugh tracks, and then after two years, I think they added a laugh track. So if you watch those first ones, the jokes are funny. The show's funny, but without the laugh, it's it's really bizarre. Yeah, it really yeah, does. SNL is like that yeah. too. Really
0: weird. It really adds a different element to uh, anything you, any comedy, I guess, for that matter. I don't know if it's a psychological thing, like, or like, or people sense. need to feel like when you're at a comedy club and no one's laughing, even though it's funny, you feel you may be apprehensive to laugh because you don't want to be the only one laughing. But like, if everyone's laughing, you kind of feel like, ah, oh, I can join in on this. You kind of loosen up yeah. a little bit, you know. I don't know, maybe. It's I've just- had,
1: I've had the no laughs Hastings, Nebraska, Second Street Slammer. Two hundred ninety-five people. this big airplane hangar. Yeah, I was just starting out on the road. Thirty-five minutes. I didn't bail. Headliner loved me. It, it was brutal. We have w- all had those shows, right? What, y'all? For whatever reason, you can't get them going.
0: Oh yeah, we, we yeah, I was hosting the show for about a year at this uh, Mexican restaurant in the, the town I work. Uh, I used to live in, and uh, the problem was <laughs> I wanted a certain area of the restaurant that was kind of like very cut off and people could just go over there and it was more of an open mic than everything but they wanted to be more of a production and a show but they didn't want to shut down the rest of the bar at the same time (laughs) so it was like you had people sitting there eating their fajitas and you had people that came and was in a hotel so you had people staying in the hotel as well and all of a sudden a comedy show pops up at 8 30 and it's like hello we're here to uh, entertain you and it's, it's it's very uncomfortable for very very many reasons it was.
2: I remember you tr- you tried to make that work, man, but it was, like, wedged in the corner by the bar and, like, yeah. there's lights, but it was just, it couldn't work.
0: You, we needed an isolated space. You need a space that's connected to the space but has its own little, you know, cove, its own little element so people yeah. can go back yeah. and forth. People can check it out, but you're also not sitting there with, like, an old couple doing dick jokes um, yeah. who's about yeah. to go to a flight to Hawaii the next morning and <laughs> have no idea what they just wandered into, you know? Yeah.
2: You make gotta work. make
1: you gotta make everybody pay at least a buck, yeah. so they're invested <laughs> It's you know, sometimes true. Sometimes these shows pop up in a hotel. And it's like, oh, there's comedy, and they're brutal because the guys are at the bar; they don't want to listen. Yep. But if you make everyone pay a buck, that was the downfall of comedy in the '80s. Everyone papered the room, and then bam! And in the '90s, it was over. Yeah. If You make them give something of themselves. I think that'll help.
0: That is true because when you do go to comedy clubs, you do feel like there is an investment put into it, so you. You're more up to pay attention, and I mean, I mean, the way most comedy clubs are set up, anyways, at least the good ones, is it's very hard to not focus. They're, everything's focused on the stage. You're, you're sitting very uncomfortable. You're very like crammed in. You have no other choice but to look at the stage. There's no other distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then you obviously the fact that you spent you know 25 dollars to get into the, for the night, you know, and you know it's it's a, yeah it's an investment. So you're there to inter- get entertained or be you know, and you're paying so you can't be off- offended, right? I mean, you paid money to go see a certain person or a certain group perform. So how could one get offended by going to a company? Now, if you were, go- you know, an old couple going in Hawaii and you were staying at the Comfort Inn in Revere, and all of a sudden you went to, you just want to enjoy a quick dinner before yeah. your flight the next morning, and you, know, <laughs> and, you know, the comic on stage that's talking about abortions and his uh, ex-wife uh, and how much uh, she likes, uh, you know, Other men, you know, to join them, you know, I I can can see there being a point there. We actually had some uh, Yelp reviews that were very, very nasty, which is very funny. (laughs) But uh, it was worth a shot, you know. But I do got to ask, how is comedy uh, in Nebraska? What's that like?
1: Well, when I first started out, uh, I was working with this one guy, Wild Bill Bauer. I worked with him for 10 years, and we knew three or four bookers. that would book a bunch of one-nighters weekends, and comedy in Nebraska was actually pretty good yeah. uh, funny bone in omaha was good uh uh lincoln uh the university in lincoln was good but then you'd have these one-nighters in hastings and uh um, north platte nebraska which was actually pretty good gateway to colorado so hmm. when the comedy was going well and it was booked well and you had decent comics i don't think you can go wrong same same today yeah you know whatever is booked today if you have decent dudes and and the audience is trained as you guys know, sometimes they're not, like at the Comfort Inn or whatever. But <laughs> if they know at 8 o'clock there's going to be a comedy show, damn it, the show starts at 8, nope. not 8.25, not 8.30. And so when you train them for a couple, then it's like, you know, I don't know about how long you guys have been doing, but I've closed down so many rooms because in like a Hastings, Nebraska, they wanted to do comedy once a week, but maybe it's a once-every-six-week room.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when
1: comedy was booming, hey, let's do it, and then the comics, uh, you know, the uh, 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 the decentness of the comics went down, and then they all went out of business. So, yeah, you know, as long as someone knows how to run a room, I think it doesn't matter where in the country.
0: I think that's uh, the, it can be. That's the problem too. Uh, yeah, because they want more and more and more. But there's, there's, a, you got to build up a kind of, a, you know, a, you got to build up a reputation, for, I guess. Because uh, when I was doing a couple rooms, it was almost like I was. There's a brewery in uh, Massachusetts called Beal Work, Works, Boston Beal Works. And uh, I was doing comedy shows there for them in two locations. But I wanted to do once a month in each location. So the Boston location, I wanted to do, like, the first Thursday. And the little location, do, like, the second Thursday. They wanted me every other week. And it was more of a mic than a show. Uh-huh. And we were just trying to develop. And they, it also helps in the pot to, to advertise. So those, they, those places didn't advertise very well to let people know that there was going to be a mic. And it was dead nights. And it's just like you end up sitting there, and there's no one... There, f- other than a few handful of comics, and then the comics show up the first time, and then they don't want to show up the second time because they're like, right. oh, no one's showing up there," you know. what I mean, unless they're you know w- trying to work on material and stuff like that. But it, it's tough to keep the show going, and it's tough to go and turn around and be like, "Oh, I want to do this for another you know month or so." And you kind of it just gets it's it's not fun at that point. It just you know it just becomes a hassle, you know. And you, and you get, I mean if
1: you can create a demand, it's like, "Oh man, yeah. I missed the show. There's another one in five weeks or whatever." Exactly. It is. Yeah. That's how you get it going. And, but you know, some of these owners they they wanted to do it every week because they're greedy because they're packing them in and then, yeah that's the end of comedy. So
0: see, Barrett it's watching. A hard business, man. It's hard. It's fun, but it's hard. Barrett watching on uh, Facebook. I do comedy for a free pizza and a beer. It's actually not a yeah. bad. It's, it's incentive. <laughs> a lot of places I did shows for, I had an open tab, which actually worked out very nice because uh, you end up spending, you know. 30 40 bucks sometimes when if you're up there and you just hanging out the entire. you're there an hour and a half before the show you're there like an hour after just chit chatting you know and then you if if you uh, like i was running the show so i was hosting so i'm up and down you know so i'm there all night long i can't leave and um you end up racking up a tab and it's like if you could just you know do it for the free beer you know i do anything for free i do anything for free drinks you know anything i mean anything i mean there's a short list of stuff i wouldn't do
1: so they would give you an open tab, and then whatever you drank, it was on
0: that. Yeah, it was a brewer anyway. So as long as I was drinking okay. draft beer, it was like, all right, it was just they just they kept the tab open. I tipped the girl at the end of the night, you know, and nice, you know. After a while, it was great, and then it seemed like the we had two locations. We had a location that was very close to me, which was very Uber in distance, and there was a location that was very uh-huh. not so much of an Uber distance. So yeah, make sure you drove. And that seemed to be the location they really, really wanted you to drink a lot. Like that was like you know it was the situation. It was like I almost had to get a hotel on a Wednesday night in Lowell, and no one, and no one wants to do that. Right. <laughs> How long have you been doing uh, comedy for?
1: Well, I started in '89. I uh, I used to live in Milwaukee. I worked at a radio station. Uh, lived in Chicago, land about seventy miles away. And after six months, I moved up there. This is a weird story. So I signed my lease on a Friday unbeknownst to anyone, the radio station where that was sold on a Saturday we're all out of a job. Oh, so I got 364 days left on the lease, so I got a bunch of jobs, one of which was at a bar. that had a comedy night. And after about a year, you know, I was bartender. I did it. Did open mics for a couple of years and uh, hit the road in 89, moved back to Chicago. Okay. Because uh, when you'd be traveling, you'd hit Chicago, then it's another 90 miles to Milwaukee, which sucked. Yeah. And then I, I just hit the road and, uh, you know, did it from '89 to 3 full time, and then I Jeez. just do corporate gigs when I can get them. Since then, and uh, it's a blast. I, I love being a comic. You know, I try and write fifty jokes a week, okay, just for me to keep the chops going. And who knows when we're all going to hit the stage again? Yeah. So this this stuff is fun. Uh, I do this for sixty six straight day, uh, days. I do a street joke and a, a two minute thing on Facebook. I just pop it out there, just a just so I can be in front of something and uh, do a joke, do a couple of one-liners. And uh, so it's it's fun. It, I, I don't know what's going to happen, guys. I mean, I really don't know when we're going to be able to hit the stage again because I think stand-ups could be the last thing
0: that hits. It will. I mean, because especially in Massachusetts, the same bars aren't open until there's a vaccine, essentially, at this point. Right. So that could be whoever knows. And if there's, and basically, you know, at most comedy clubs, you're, you're, you're just so sh- show stacked in. I mean, you're they pack you in. Yeah, um, you're right. It might be. It's probably the last place it's going to open. And and I I admire what you do because that's actually you got to stay fine tuned. So you're writing jokes every day. You're, you're staying active. You you keeping. It's like a car that just sits out in the, the driveway. Right. You get to start up every once in a while. You keep the gears lubricated and stuff. And even if it doesn't work, and who cares? You still because nothing's worse. I took about well, two years off, and then I went back on. And then the first you know five six shows. We're rough because there's a rhythm or routine you develop you know even if you are just going right. once a week twice a week you have this rhythm you have this mentality you know that on this certain time you get to do this you need to write this you try this out you, you have this show you work this jokes you know but then you stop and then you go back on and it's like you're doing it all over again it's like you know
1: but it kicked in for you after five i was gonna say i can be out for a month or two and then after three straight shows damn it it's back there yeah. so with you two years off you probably did five and then all right and then you're back in the it's rhythm because like, it doesn't take long. No, I don't think it's like riding a to bike. Get back into it. Yeah,
0: and then you kind of look back and you know listen to some of your old stuff, watch some of your old stuff, and you you, you you're trying to fine tune that. You know, I think it's always fine tuned. Right. I don't think any comic ever tells the same joke twice the exact same way, um, especially to, to different crowds, different ways. You you fine tune everything to make right. sure you cater, you you customize your your, uh, your uh, set to whoever's there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. You're not gonna do well, explicit jokes when you're doing it at a senior well, maybe you are doing it at a senior home explicit jokes. Well, dirty, well that's what you have stuff.
1: to do, like with corporate stuff and like private gigs, you know, you find out what you can and can't say yep. and you do ten minutes or five minutes on their industry, then they think you're a god. Wow, he took the time, he uh uh he, he did research on us Because I know the rest of my stuff's funny. It's that customized stuff. Yeah. That's what makes it point and fresh for me, I think.
0: Absolutely. You know, whether
1: it's plumbers or options traders or whoever it is. I don't care who it is.
0: Corporate corporate stuff to me seems like the hottest. I mean, we have all been the corporate events at one time or another as like patrons, you know. And, uh, you know, and every person running the event is trying to uh, somehow entertain all their, you know, employees and guests and vendors in the show and stuff. And it's like we had. So I'll tell you, as an example, when I was running, I ran for a public office in my town a couple of years ago, and I thought it would be a great idea to bring comics in. So I had the connection with the comics. So we did it at the comfort Inn. We had a function room. We had a nice setup. I mean, everything was nice. The way everything was laid out was nice. I didn't take into consideration the material. The co- I'm always like, yeah, do whatever you want for material. No,
1: that's the problem. Yeah, there was
0: a very mixed crowd of people there from all yeah. ages. From There was a child in there at one point. And uh, <laughs> there was a comic that went up that I, I, I didn't really know very well, but I knew the guy who brought him pretty good. And so I trusted him. into so, you know, I'm like, I, I gave him the heads up. I'm like, this is a political fundraiser. Uh, Adam, you yeah, you remember this? It's like, you know, this is Oh, a- yeah. Is
2: that, that the one where Eric went off the rails and started playing air guitar with your sign?
0: Yeah, it, it was a fundraiser <laughs> that went very... It went dark real quick. Luckily, by the time it got too bad, all the people that, you know, the, who were there who weren't family or friends or had already left. Um, <laughs> but it was... Uh, it was After that, it was like, you know, maybe com- uh, comedy at a... Uh, you know, at a, a fundraiser such as something as sensitive as a political campaign, which you really, you know, you get a tiptoe mm-hmm. around the issues, probably not the best idea. But maybe at an Exxon convention, a comedy a comedian would be nice. You know, you could talk about gas. Well, let to
1: say, so when I say corporate gig, I, I'm sorry. I was going to say, when I say corporate gig, I just say that as a general. It's not like I'm in front of 3,000 people at Exxon or... No, but AT&T. like, even, yeah. These, these, are company, these are like company gigs that have like holiday parties or a sales meeting. Yeah. You know, I... I I'm not the, I'm not the, you know, $50,000 guy, no, but I mean, know, just, so, just... those big things, but generally corporate gigs or these gigs I do are fairly decent because yeah. the people uh, want to hear laugh, something different, you know, people are just, just out of their minds whacked out. So they need a little laughter. I think, you know, I yeah. try to be a trickle up comic. I laugh or I do a joke. They laugh. They have a good time. I mean, yeah. that's all I can do. If they get it great. If not, you know, I'm sorry. Does it help to go on towards the
2: end when more people are liquored up because they're more likely to laugh?
1: <laughs> you know, they always say that, hey, the more you drink, the funnier they get. Not always the case.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I did a show, uh, Jokers in Oklahoma City years ago. They used to have uh, three shows Friday, three shows Saturday. Now, you guys have done multiple shows a night, but, you know, 7, 10, and midnight. The midnight shows always suck. Why not have two good shows at, you know, 7.30 and, and 9.30 or whatever? So, uh, generally, the more they drink, I don't think so just yeah. because – you know uh with my stuff it's premise set a punch you get it or you don't you get it, so, get it yeah and, and I've had those shows where
0: they drink all night and there's nothing you can do no. yeah we, we did that uh, we had a come uh, comedy uh yeah comedian come for our Christmas party at the restaurant that I bought on a couple nights a week uh, a few years ago and uh, mm-hmm. we got a guy who was up and coming pretty good um uh, Kyle Ploof in the Boston area at the time. This was like five, six years ago. And then we brought this kid, uh, Chris on Chris Timoney, who used to do the radio show with us all the time when we used to we used to have a studio in downtown Boston and was on streaming online and everything. And this guy would pop in, you know, a couple times, uh, three, four times a year. So we brought him on. And uh, at that, everyone was drinking. It was an open bar. Everyone was hammered. By the time the comics came on, the, the guy Chris ended up sleeping with one of the employees. It was at, at the yeah. bathroom of the, the comedy pl- of the. Uh, it wasn't even comedy place. It was that guy VFW. A- v- um, slept with some one of the, the servers in the bathroom. It was, well, I guess she wasn't really sleeping. I guess she just banged her at that point. But huh. yeah, so anything's possible. So, um, so when you got into comedy, were you married or in a relationship at the time, or were you like no? So okay.
1: Um, you know, I was living in Milwaukee and uh, let's see, I hit the road in 89. I, I met my wife in 95. I was full time till 03. So, you know, by the time 03 hits, I had a couple of kids. And you know, I want to watch your kids grow up, but until then, it was on the road and she would travel with me. Oh, cool. So, uh, from 89 to 03, it was a blast. And then the road, you know, the road after a while, it gets taxing and you want to do the show and go home right away. So, Uh, yeah, I wasn't in a relationship the first, you know, many years. My first ten years, I worked forty-eight weeks a year on the road. But that comedy is not around anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, one-nighters and clubs and all that stuff. So it's awesome. It sounds uh, sounds
0: pretty cool. I mean, did you stay in any of the comedy condos that I, if I heard horror stories about?
1: First thing I learned in a comedy con—well, the comedy condo in a hotel. You know for those you know check under the beds for pornos in the bible for money and underneath <laughs> the bottom dresser drawer there's a five inch gap and there's more pornos and, and reefer there and all that stuff so after 10 years i had a big old bag like this and my buddy greg who i know from high school before i got married i had to relinquish the bag so i gave him a big bag of Pornos and hustlers and all
2: that stuff. And, <laughs> That's before and online. Obviously,
1: there's not that stuff anymore because no. it's all online. And, yeah. You know, I, I
2: always felt weird about touching somebody else's porn. It's like I don't what they did well, right before that yeah. went somewhere else. Like I don't want to touch it. Like I just don't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I just put it in the bag. But yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And, and I, the crappier the hotel, uh, the closer the hotels are to airports, uh, the more chances you'll find that kind of stuff.
0: Oh uh, <laughs> god, I
1: know. I know, but the comedy con those are gross. But You know what? You meet these guys you work with, and most of the times you you get along with them, and those are the dudes on the road that, you know, years and years and years later. Oh, yeah. So for me, the road was great, learning how to be a comic, but also meeting people that I still keep in touch with. Because the funniest guys in the country, are people no one's really ever heard of. Oh, yeah. And um, so uh, the road was great. But after a while, you know, you guys travel. Yeah, always
0: on you. What's that? It wears on you after a while, you know? You know
1: yeah, right. What, you know, like, uh, I did a gig in, in Florida. I'd never been to Florida. Pete, it's Pensacola, it's Florida. The money was crap, but it's Florida. So yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll go to Florida. You know, and you, you kind of get sucked in.
0: But uh, What were the, yeah, the the ladies, like, back in, like, the late 80s, early 90s for comics? Like, Because I know, like, when the Dane Cook era came around, like, in the mid-2000s, you know, early 2000s, it was, like, a thing where, like, all these girls, like, they were looking at them like a Hollywood... Celebrity, essentially, you know, the, right? But you didn't really get that sensation with like the Seinfelds of the '90s and stuff like that. It, it was kind of like people. It was more of an adult crowd that in, in, enjoyed it. The girls weren't kind of, you know, throwing themselves. So I was just curious, right. what was it? Was it was it like that, or was it whether well, you had some groupies I mean, was, that would, you know? You th-
1: know, you meet people once a while on the road, but I worked with a lot of like uh, headliners that, and I knew they had girlfriends, and I knew they were married, and waitresses and chicks from the show afterwards. And they'd all go home with them. I'm like, man, you know, I mean, it's just not it me. Is. I mean, you're lucky yeah. enough to be with someone you want to be with. And then, you know, just uh, for me, I, I, I didn't do that. But yeah, there were there were girls that would throw themselves uh, at all these guys. Oh, and, sure. Uh, it, it was crazy. I, I was doing a show at the Columbus Funny Bone. You want to hear a great story? So uh, it was uh, not the Backstreet Boys. Uh, New Kids on the Block were huge. Oh, God. And in front of the club, a limousine came. And these four high schoolers from somewhere in Ohio, they got all dressed up, got haircuts, and relatively looked like the new kids on the block. And then someone let the waitresses know before they say, new kids on the block, they're in the in the limo in the parking <laughs> lot. And they'd all come out. They'd go in the limo for five, ten minutes and come out. I mean, these guys oh, wow. got laid for hours as the new kids on the block. It, it was one of the that's coolest. That's a great idea. It was
0: a great idea. Great idea. Adam, how we've never done something like this? Uh, that's just a lot of work, <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah, I remember
0: reading about longer.
2: this. There was this guy in Ireland, I was reading about this recently, who was dressing up as a leprechaun to have sex with tourists. Oh my God. <laughs> like, all the American girls would be like, oh, leprechaun. He would get them drunk and then, like, bring them back. And, like, he had, like, <laughs> outfits and, like, He's six, and then like all these women now reporting being raped. Like he has like oh, twenty Jesus. girls that he actually slept with like oh my over gosh. the course of X amount of time, right? And now I'm wondering how many people he struck out with. Because think of the effort and work you'd have to put into that. He had oh, different yeah. outfits. He had a whole like game plan, like
1: things <laughs> he would do, and things he would say. It sounds wow. like a lot of work. That's you a work. numbers game,
2: right? It so is I'm yeah, right?
1: very well overall.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Sure. So as a uh, as a Milwaukee guy, are you a uh, baseball fan at all? Brewers. So well, was, I'm a
1: Cubs fan. I grew up Cubs? in Chicago okay. and I lived in okay. Milwaukee because gotcha. the radio okay. station was there. Oh, okay. I mean, yep, my, yep. my wife's from Wisconsin. So, twice a year, we have a Bears Packers situation. Okay. And, uh, um, you know, the Brewers, I mean, I root for the Brewers. Well, they're in the Cubs division now. But uh, yeah. my old roommate used to be uh, uh, the sports writer for the Brewers for the Milwaukee Journal. So, uh, yeah, Milwaukee is a good sports town. They have uh, international hockey, the Admirals, the Bucks are doing great. And uh, obviously the Packers. We'll see what happens with Rodgers this year. Yep. Um, You know, I mean, Rogers up against Brady. I think Brady yeah. got the best of Rogers over the years. Would you say?
0: I think, yeah. I, I, I can't. I don't even know if Rodgers has even beaten Brady at all.
1: Uh, probably not. I don't think they played a ton of times. But no. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I
0: think, I think the one time he had a chance to beat him, and uh, let's see, click on this real quick. We're down to the countdown. There we go. Uh the one time the Brady uh, I think Rodgers was on fire, he got injured that season. He ended up had to play in Brady. And uh, I think they only played each other maybe 3 times the most, I think. Uh if okay. that. But uh yeah, I think Brady's got the best of him every single time. But um, and, uh and now I mean Brady's in the same division with Breeze now and then you have uh um who's that? Yeah, Matt Ryan's in that division now too, so I mean you right. Your pack it's gonna be is
1: interesting to see if they ever get football going.
0: The the Bears so the Bears is your oh. team. They uh, we, I, I went to the, I went to a Bears game last year in Chicago versus me. the Saints.
1: What do you think? What do you think of the
0: stadium? It's like a spaceship. Oh, I was kind of insulted. I I, yeah, I, me too. I I'm an architect major, and yeah. uh, I uh, I love the idea of Sogers Field being restored and kind of keeping the, the uh, the you know historical aspect yeah. of it. And then I me and my wife were walking because my wife's a Saints fan, so we went out for the Saints and Bears, and we're we'll walking into the stadium. I go, I go, you know, this is a historical. You Know stadium. This is a very right. you know monumental part of the NFL, and it looks like a goddamn UFO fucking landed on the stadium. They landed and blew the into UFO the, thing. In the
1: goddamn stadium.
0: I, I just was looking around, and I go, I, I just can't comprehend. And I understand that Chicago's very you know architectural influenced city, and uh, you know, they were a pioneer on the skyscraper and all, right. all things like that. But there's a sense of historic and there's a sense of modern. And there's a way to do it right. I don't think they did it right. So just I don't think they did here. it right. You know, I think
1: it used to hold 108,000. So when you're going to the soldier field with a spaceship part, as you can see where the, the old seats are where no one can sit. Okay. There's another like 20,000 seats on that end. Yeah. And you, I agree with you. It just looks horrible.
0: I mean, the environment. People in and Chicago the
1: weren't too great last year either.
0: No, they were they were they were a little rough last year, and uh, but the fans were great. We the, you know, and then yeah. there wasn't one asshole that I ran into there. Um, the people of Chicago just just cool, laid back people. Uh, we did a, we went to a comedy show out there. We were staying out near, um, near the mall. There's a mall out there. Oh,
1: did you go to uh, Woodfield? The Improv at Woodfield, probably.
0: Uh, it wasn't the Improv. It was uh, there's a big mall outside of uh, the airport. Um, and then
1: you're in Shambur, I'll bet.
0: Yeah, I don't know, I can't remember. It or was
1: Zany's in Saint
0: Charles. Zany, no. it might have been Zany's. Oh, that sounds familiar. I think it was Zanie's actually. That sounds familiar. Okay. Um, we went to a we we did the, the tourist thing during the day. Then me and my wife went to a comedy show Saturday night. Had a great time. Had a few drinks. Enjoyed ourselves. You know, it was uh, it was not a bad time it, it, in it's, Chicago.
1: It's a fun town. Let me ask you, did you have pizza at all?
0: So the first time I was I was in Chicago three times. Uh, the first time I went to Chicago. I went to a White Sox game, and then we went back and had some pizza downtown. It was good. I actually really like deep crust. Um, you like the deep dish? I do. I think the deep dish pizza is my thing. I like the Uno's type stuff and there, but... Yeah, right. Yeah. Good stuff. It's, it's fucking... The food The is good in Chicago, too. I mean, Your
3: Dono's, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, um, so, at baseball, Adam, you were brought up a great point, and uh, we'll probably go into a little bit in the next segment, but uh, you were talking about how... You think that uh these these, these prima donna baseball players um, and they're holding out on uh, playing. I don't know, I, I thought some news came in today they're out playing. I'm not I didn't hear the whole thing. But... Is that
2: what it is now? It keeps flip flopping every day. Yeah, uh, last year they're not. But it's it looks 60 worse games now. Play. 60 it games. looks even worse now that like these like basketball has said like bas- basketball is coming back, but they said, hey, if you don't want to play you're not gonna be penalized, right? Yeah. Why didn't baseball just do that? Like uh-huh. And they and they didn't. But if they're not going to play, my thing is, I can't wait to see in order to make up for lost revenue. And even when they come back, attendance is going to be so low. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm curious to see what some of these owners are going to try to do to get people to, you know, to pay money, to pay the bills. Like they're going to have like carnivals there. They're going to have like <laughs> dog shows in the stand. They're going to have like the weirdest, dumbest shit. More concerts. Like in every stadium all across the
3: U.S. I was reading something that was saying that uh, if they, like, actually, like, you know, uh, don't play the entire season, that uh, some franchises and stuff, they might actually, like, you know, uh, have to eventually move or, you know, yeah. sell. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them can't take that hit, so, that's
0: for sure. Someone uh, is don't only want to play because it's a loss for them. It's a financial uh, loss, I guess, because you don't.
1: I think some minor league teams should have, like, a general guy from the audience pitch the fifth. I think that would be neat. Just That's
0: bring crazy. someone out of the stands to pitch the fifth
1: inning. See how that goes. I, I love minor
0: <laughs> I league. That would be awesome. I love minor league baseball. Uh, I, I did a thing back about 10 years ago where I went to go see every major league baseball park around the country, and I got that done. And, uh, oh, wow. Me and my wife are just now we're bouncing every year. We go see some minor league games. We see, like, five new minor league teams a year. This year, obviously nothing because, obviously, there's no baseball. But uh, last year, we traveled quite a bit. I actually got my Connecticut Tigers, which is a uh, – it's a one A uh, affiliate for the, uh, of the of the Detroit Tigers in, uh, in Norwich, uh, Connecticut. So uh, they, uh, they uh, I love the stadiums because of the gimmicks they have. Like everything's cheap there, and it's very entertaining. It's very family. It's what baseball. It's what I remember. Like the Red Sox were like when they sucked like back in like when I was growing up, and like they would have these gimmicks and like giveaways when you went to the park and everything, uh-huh. and free stuff and incentives to go to the park and. I think every team has done that at one point or another, just to get people in there. But um, but then, what was it?
2: Was this supposed to be the Paw Sox last season?
0: Yeah, and I guess uh, so. The the Pawtucket Red Sox, who've been down Patekid, the, the Pawtucket city of Pawtucket in, in Rhode Island, has uh, had baseball there since I believe 1923, and they they're the AAA f- uh, affiliate of the Red Sox. But over the years, they've been other affiliates of different teams and whatnot. In the same stadium, it's a nice, I wouldn't say a nice stadium. It's a it's a cool. Oriented stadium in the middle of a neighborhood Like a lot of minor league parks are yep. it's, um, a dump, it's, a dump. it's a dump Yeah, yeah. The, the town didn't want to put up a new stadium And they were going to move them to Providence And Providence didn't want a stadium downtown So Worcester stole them And moving now the Worcester Red Sox To, to uh, Worcester next season This was supposed to be the last season down in Pawtucket
3: No um, one wants to be in Worcester so. No,
0: <laughs> and know. Pawtucket wasn't any better I mean, the only perk of playing baseball In Rhode Island Is that technically prostitution is legal in the strip clubs <laughs> i mean that's the only like as, as long as you're indoors no one's gonna bother you so i mean yeah. that was the only like, to be a young kid 23 years old and having providence a stones throw away i mean it's very hard not oh. to spend your entire that's right
2: yeah. they're gonna be called the freaking Woo socks
0: aren't they yeah
2: Woo
1: socks
0: And you know what, oh. peter do you know anything about worcester massachusetts um, no you know I've, I've heard Worcester it, yeah.
1: it's, a, it's a suburb of Boston right It's what 10 miles out
0: It's, it's uh, about 40 miles out It's about an hour oh, It's in the, cent- okay. it's the middle of the state um, right. It's a shithole The hole. only
3: good thing to ever come out of Worcester was Joyner Lucas That's-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Worcester is uh, the epitome of a shithole Yeah um, <laughs> It is, it is east. Massachusetts has several sh- shitholes. It, Worcester is like the central, we call it the central shithole. It's the middle of the state. It's where all right. the shit from the rest of New England kind of orients and goes in. And they're doing like a, a revamping of it, we, a renaissance, if you will, of the town. Um, and I don't think they're going to get but, it anywhere.
3: They have a really good art museum, though. I went to go see the Da Vinci. Uh, like, you know, they had like, you know, this uh, painting, like, you know, the Da Vinci it did and stuff and everything. Arguably, he may not have did it, like, you know, and stuff and okay. everything, but I went to go see it. Uh-huh.
0: Me and uh, my old former co-host, uh, Eric Danger Powers, uh, spent a wild night in Worcester. It was a Tuesday in the summer of 2008. I remember this because it was the Olympics was on and they were in China and we were watching Michael Phelps swim. So that's the only reason I know oh my it was gosh. 2008. And... Uh, we we had a few cocktails, a few adult beverages at a, a bar on the wrong side of the tracks because there's, there's literally in Worcester there's, there's tracks that run through the middle of the city, and there's literally a good side of the tracks and a bad side of the tracks. Well, so, oh boy. And uh, it was we ended up uh, ended up sleeping in the basement of an Irish girl's house, parents' house for that matter. <laughs> but it was wild, wild and crazy. Um, all right. Yeah, so-
1: those- those oh. small baseball towns like Bull Durham, you know, it's a oh, town nice. and it revolves around the team and it sounds like Worcester is trying to get back. If you can like buy like an ice cream shop and, and just slowly start getting revenue in cool places, it'll, it'll turn into a neat city. Like a lot of cities are trying so to So
0: actually the architects who did the, the Durham park is actually designed in the Worcester park. That's uh, they actually, okay. the, the owners went down there to actually pretty much steal their idea of the apartments and the, the retail okay. and the hotel and all that stuff and the kind of the value. Right. But um, all right. So we're about to hit the break. Um, you guys are watching on Facebook. We'll be back in about I don't know, about a minute or two, guys. I will send you the link for the second part of the show. Um, all right. So we'll see you then, you guys watching. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsor. And uh, we are back. We're back in business here on the ID84 show for the last half of the show. Wrapping up baseball. Um, Adam, would you like to add any more points about the how how you think this game is going to change? When this is all said and done, it's going to um, change. It's, it's definitely, definitely a
2: huge blow. It's gonna. It's attendance is going to take a hit, it, and you're not going to have a uh, like a Maguire and a Sosa to bring it back either, unless like they bring, bring the steroids.
0: Bring the steroids yeah. back. There you yeah, go. you know, yeah. let them do what they want to do. And as a uh, Cubs fan, you must have hated hit seeing Maguire hit all those balls. Well, but, you, but you had the Sosa. you know.
1: Oh my God, Sosa. I mean, listen, I don't care what they were doing. It was it was it was like Jordan. You yeah. know In yeah. 92, 93, 94 It's one of those things I don't know If we'll see again ever But Sosa McGuire I don't know If you watched the thing On ESPN I saw part of it It, it was unbelievable Sosa yeah. would hit two McGuire would hit three Then Sosa wouldn't Hit anyone McGuire would hit th- And it was this Back and forth And they were huge You saw the guns On those guys And McGuire Without steroids they like
3: pop Popeye You know it's like- It was an exciting time For baseball man Like you know Barry Bonds All those guys You know
0: how, how, what's the reason that Sosa has no affiliation anymore with the Cubs? Did something happen? Well, well
3: what had happened he was. Got I think,
1: uh, he, he, <laughs> he got He turned white. So bad, <laughs> yeah, he got
2: white. And what <laughs> happened?
0: <laughs> it was weird.
1: <laughs> but then the last game of the season, it was so bad with the Cubs. He just uh, like didn't show up for the game and left after the locker room and, oh, wow. and just said, like, see ya. Yeah. So Ricketts, who owns the Cubs, you know, I think he gave Bartman a ring when they won the World Series.
0: Oh, jeez. Handed him off like candy. <laughs>
1: oh, he, he gave out 1908 of them, which wow. was the last time they won the World Series. Wow, that's pretty expensive. But for Sosa, I think Rickard should bring him back as an ambassador. Yeah, it would be great.
0: He's like the David uh-huh. Ortiz of the Red Sox. I mean, or you know, I mean, he's a guy that. I mean, the Cubs were you know weren't a great team back, and you know they had. They were they they had a they had a struggle. And there's a reason they hadn't win a World Series in 180 years, and then they get right. close in uh, 2003, and uh, you know that all debacle goes down, and right. uh, you know it's it's you, the people people. The only the average baseball player remembered the Cubs at all during the, the early 2000s was because of Sammy Sosa. I mean, they, I mean, right. they, the average baseball player would just know the names. They knew Maguire. They knew Sosa. They know right. Bonds. You know, yep. they and. Yeah, it's just a shame that he had such an impact on that team, and he pretty much put the team back into public eye. Yeah. But 1984,
1: Cubs were up 2-0 against the Padres, and then in the fifth game, someone told Lee Smith to throw a fastball down the middle of Steve Garvey. Are you kidding me? So we didn't get into the World Series there, 89 against the Giants. Will Clark, Mark Grace duo. Will Clark. Oh, man. Remember him? I mean, they, they beat the Cubs like in five. And then in 03, I forget what happened, and then the Dodgers a couple – yeah, so – but 84 is when the Cubs should have. And then in 03, oh, the Bartman game. And just very yeah. briefly, and this oh, still yeah. bugs the crap out of me, there were 10 guys going for that baseball Yeah. that Bartman hit. There were 10 guys going for it. Yeah, yeah. And they killed this guy. And then game six and seven, you know, it was it Hernandez at short blew it? And then you had um, not not Terry Wood, the other guy, uh, Mark Pryor, gave up everything. So it wasn't Bartman. It's an easy thing to blame him. He has a ring now. So yeah. well, the they Red... blew up the they blew up the Bartman
0: ball. By the way, I heard someone cared. paid a million dollars to blow that thing up. But it's oh like, my gosh! So the Red Sox and the Cubs are always I always thought was, the teams is the same parallel. They're always kind of like the National League and the in the, yeah. the American League. And in two thousand three, you had oh. you know that issue. And Then the Red Sox with you know. Letting you know, keeping Pedro in too long. But the, oh my gosh! And the t- it should have been a Cubs Red Sox World Cubs- Series. Cubs Red Sox. This day would have been, would oh, have oh, been
1: the gosh. most expensive tickets Ridiculous. on the planet from here oh, for the next hundred years. Yep.
0: Right. It, it would have been oh. probably most iconic. You know, one of the most iconic because the last time they played each other was was 2000. I think they played 2018 World Series. The Red Sox beat the Cubs or something like that.
1: Um. No, no, the Maybe Cubs have never played the Red Sox. They never. Okay, in a playoff game? No, I don't think so. Maybe think well, of not recently.
0: No, no, but um, but it would, but it would have been like two iconic teams facing head to head. Um, both cities so invested into their ball club and such a history of uh, of failure. Of uh, you know, oh getting God. so close And then someone had to win You know, No one's going to tie like, that World when Series Boston,
1: When Boston won their first one I think was it was at 03 I think it was yeah. The Curse of the Bambino mm-hmm. It was a documentary Dennis Leary did it There were about four or five guys That are hardcore Boston dudes And like people were pouring drinks On their grandparents' grave oh, yeah. They were climbing into cemeteries same, same thing happened when the Cubs won It's yeah. been 100 and whatever years
0: Oh I believe so, it
1: they are they are together those two teams. And I think they're linked always.
0: Yeah, I mean, right. this, down to the stadiums, down to the way well, they preserve and where they play. I mean, it's uh, in the way they involved in retrofitted the stadiums in a very good way. That's an example right. of 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 Chicago modernizing their historic stadium in a positive way, uh, right. taking the ability of using the, the the buildings behind it. You know, modernizing the facilities. You know, keeping the same vibes that like same what Fenway does. Um, right. Not like the spaceship on, so Field, just like that, 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 that. Right, right. That's My but. son
1: and I went to Fenway in 2013. I'm sorry to say that's after the Blackhawks beat the Bruins. They scored oh. two goals in 18 seconds. Sorry, fellas. Ugh. But uh, we went to the TD <laughs> thing. We wanted to get a Hawk thing. And the only thing we had was a Hawk-Bruins 2013 Stanley Cup. But we went to Fenway, and it got rained out. But the, the Usher guy in center field, we had our Cub hats on. And we're just looking around in awe, like you would look at Wrigley. Yeah. And the usher just nods and goes, "Yeah, I know, fellas, because he knew. Oh, yeah. And and Wrigley. It was such a great park. I wish we could have watched the game.
0: Yeah, my the only time I've been to Wrigley was it was a Father's Day weekend, uh, 2012. I went out there for a Sox uh, Cubs game. And oh, the, it, it, oh, that was good. It back was awesome. Then. And they televised the Red Sox uh, broadcast in black and white for the entire game with no. Look, they did it like the old time days and stuff. Right, And uh, there were so many Red Sox fans out in Chicago for that weekend. And I I mean, I just had a blast. Other than me getting him, I was by myself. I got hammered and went down the wrong street and ended up in Boys Town um, and didn't didn't realize it for a, (laughs) a good hour and a half. Um, right. I was like, "Where are all the girls at?" this kind of weird. But other than that, great it was, restaurants and boys' sound, By the way, yeah, it's
1: it was, fun. It was you know, cool vibe. One street. Yeah,
0: it was just it was very not a lot of people wearing Cubs hats and not a lot of girls. So I was just very very confused right. by the situation.
1: You needed to be in Wrigleyville or, and, or uh, I, I Addisonville my... or Lincoln Park or whatever. But yeah. Yeah,
0: I think uh, in, yeah, somewhere in Addisonville, I was uh, woken up from falling asleep on a bar stool at uh, like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> when they were closing the bar down. So you know, it was uh, yeah. all right. But
1: yeah, they close on at three. They open up against at six. Some of them, anyways. That's awesome.
0: It's uh, the way, way to do it. Two
1: great cities. All
0: right, my friend Adam, uh, you have a uh, event for us tonight to play. We got
2: some points to ponder, Artie. We haven't done this in a while. Points All right, to so ponder. This, points to ponder. This
0: is basically a game of Would You
2: Rather. So I'm gonna go down the list, starting with Peter, Ryan, and Artie, and I'm basically gonna give you a scenario. You know, Would You Rather? And you just answer the question. Simple as that. You know, some of them are kind of dirty. Some of them are kind of normal. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll go down the list. Okay, so, all right. So, would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the smartest?
1: Peter? Funniest.
2: Funniest?
0: Smartest. I say funniest, too. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I'd rather be the smartest. The smart Smart equals more money. So. Smart on the that. left
0: side of the screen tonight, <laughs> yeah. That's
2: right. All right. In this scenario, let me just start off by saying you're going to live. Okay. Okay. All right. So, in both of these cases, you live, but would you rather have a horrible case of COVID for one week? I mean, we're talking like worst case it could possibly be. We're talking hospital, ventilator. Oh. But like I said, you're gonna live, and you'll recover. Or take a hard punch to the face from Mike Tyson in his prime.
0: Oh, oh. boy.
1: I, I think I got to go COVID. <laughs> I'm going
3: to take the punch to Mike Tyson from the
0: face. I, I'm going to agree with uh, Ryan with the punch because it's a story you always have. It's like, you, just, you know what? You know? You're
1: correct. That's right. I'm but now that I've heard you two, that's probably the answer. Tell you I Granson. think i with
2: Ryan on this and going COVID only because with Tyson, like, I could lose a tooth. Like, that could cost money. I, mean, I don't want to I mean, lose a front tooth. You know yeah. what I mean? And at least the government will pay my medical bills.
1: But it's, it's Did a, you see right Tyson's thing a couple of weeks ago? He's gonna make a comeback. He looks unbelievable. I can't oh, wait. God.
0: I can't wait. That's the that's when that's when boxing was at its prime. The Tyson Holyfield. Oh, Holy field. oh. I used right, to love ra- that.
2: Would you would you rather run hundred miles an hour or fly ten miles an hour?
0: I'm gonna say fly. Right. I'd rather yeah, guess I like It depends it. on where you're going, but <laughs>
1: you know, you I'm, know what? Well, you go. You guys go
0: i'd love to fly <laughs> fly fly all day 10 miles per hour i don't care it's better than f- not flying at all yeah i'd fly fly. yeah
1: i agree i
2: think fly i want to say cool. fly but i would just get fat like because i'm flying everywhere i go i'm
0: not walking when out, you fly right? just, like I feel like- <laughs> just act like you're running Just kind of like walking place like walking man i'd wear I, I would even buy a cape i think if people could fly cape sales would go up like 10 percent because people just <laughs> want to put the cape on to make it look like they're a Superman.
1: That's I don't right.
2: know, people who are creepy, they'd be normal. It would normalize the cape. Yeah. You're right yeah. <laughs> Seeing a cape now,
0: weirdo. Seeing a cape when people can fly, yeah. pretty cool.
2: Would you rather shit yourself every time you told a lie, no matter how big or small the lie is, or have horrible breath the rest of your life that can't be hidden? Mince and gum, don't work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would rather shit okay. myself than lie cuz you you. you you could, you can make yourself not lie. You could just not yeah, lie.
1: That's right. Yeah. Uh,
2: it would train you to be an honest person. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Except yeah, if you're in bed I with agree. a girl and she's saying, how am I? And you're like, this is the greatest I've ever had. And then you could have an issue right there.
2: Oh, shit. Yeah. People are going to exploit that. That's right. Sure.
0: Yeah. So how hell am I right now? Is this is this the best sex you ever had? And, and you look at it <laughs> and you're be like,
2: oh, man, but if,
1: if you're the smartest guy in the room, you should be able to handle that. That's true.
0: <laughs> feel like convince her. These are, okay. This is this is the sex you're looking for.
1: <laughs>
2: for an hour. Would you rather do stretching exercises with your mother, facing each other in the nude <laughs> together, no blindfold, can't close your eyes, or be confined in a room with everyone you've ever slept with?
3: Confined in a room with everyone i ever slept with.
0: Yeah, I, I take the latter because there's a change. I agree. You, there's, a I cha- agree. there's a change you might get laid. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Look at that. Yeah, I didn't that. There you go. Uh. <laughs> okay would you rather have your body found on a pile of sex toys or a pile of drugs
0: I say sex How toys. drugs I, I, say, <laughs> I say sex toys because people know my lifestyle anyway you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> if it was drugs People would be shocked like oh my god really jeez <laughs> probably <Yeah>. probably
1: drugs
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know I think I think I'd go I think I would go uh sex toys only because I mean I'd rather be considered a deviant than an addict. So, uh, <laughs> either way, whatever. Okay. What's more disturbing, discovering a sex tape with your significant other and your best friend or <laughs> your significant other and her own cousin?
0: Uh, okay. Is the cousin a boy or a girl? Should it matter? Yes. They're still cheating on you. It doesn't matter, though. Okay.
2: We'll say it's a boy.
0: Uh. Uh. Jesus. Cous- best friend, I say cousin because you don't going to see you get to look at your best friend all the time. It's just think be weird. Yeah, never related. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather relationship because you know what? You know who hasn't?
3: Yeah, I man, I <laughs> discovered um, like my best friend, like his niece on Pornhub, like accidentally. <laughs> oh. <laughs> very awkward conversation oh that's, that's did
0: you interview with yeah. one of your uh youtube videos <laughs> no you, you so
1: accidentally you accidentally saw her on
3: pornhub <laughs> i hope you get the video off pornhub though it was it was horrible so every
0: once in a while you wanted to pornhub and all of a sudden boop how did i get here i was searching uh, right. i was searching <laughs> seeds to grow at home depot how do i end up at the site what is this link to <laughs> what's this going <laughs>
2: Alright, What's uh, what's more awkward, farting loudly in the bedroom during sex Or burping while kissing
0: I say burping
3: Yeah, burping I'd say farting
0: See, I would just blame it on the dog If I farted during sex I'd be like, oh my god, little Tommy Brady yeah, What are you say, doing? I would
2: say uh, I would say I would say more awkward would be the farting during sex with belching would just be more gross while kissing. Yeah. I
0: right? <laughs> I'd say more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, the I think f-
2: both would ruin the mood.
0: Yeah, it would definitely put a dimmer <laughs> on the, in the, the, the. Yeah, it would definitely. Yeah. It would not ass be ass sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you a, so a 69 in and you had an ass in your face. And <laughs> You need one of those lastly, those shields they wear for COVID. You know, at the hospitals, those plastic <laughs> shields.
2: Uh, and and lastly, would you rather wear wet socks or wet underwear for a
3: full
0: day? Oh, ooh.
3: wet socks. I like. I have wet socks all the time. Oh, I hate wet socks. <laughs> I
2: fucking <laughs> yeah.
0: Hate wet socks. I agreed with the wet socks though, because wet underwear is so un- like. Just think yeah, how sweaty you get underwear. if you're sweaty with like underwear. Like it's it's very <laughs> uncomfortable. The swashiness of the balls is just very yeah, un- is. unbecoming of anyone. Uh.
1: Cradling of the balls is not pleasant. Yes, you, you know, need
0: to like, hear yeah, those puppies out, you know. I can only imagine what a comedy, uh, a comedy condo was like with a bunch of men and was the sweat and the heat and <laughs> the, you know.
1: sweat and the heat and the drinking and the food
0: and the <laughs>
1: chick once in a while. Yeah. And, and they didn't clean the rooms too well on the Monday before you got there I'm either. Sure.
0: So. <laughs> I'm sure they weren't exactly uh, Ritz-Carlton hotels.
1: That's right. Yeah, but that's our points to ponder for the week guys.
0: points to ponder woo all right well cool and that uh, kind of brings us close to the end of the show as well um we'll stop. a few anything you want to plug you got any shows coming up or any corporate events you know that you want to uh,
1: boy you know i'm working on about two or three and uh, they're in the same boat uh, they can't get people going um i hope to go i did do this 55 and older uh, community It was their 20th anniversary i did 6 30 minute shows in 4 hours Three dinner, then another three, and it was actually kind of interesting. Interesting. So that might be the way to go if they have these big community rooms. Yeah. But other than that, I I, I have nothing lined up. You I know. See, I'm trying.
0: I see on your Facebook you do like a you said you're doing like a joke a day.
1: Yeah, I've done it for sixty-seven straight days. So I start off going. Uh, this this uh, episode of Pete's Classic is sponsored by, and I do something like who didn't flush a the toilet? Then I do a little thing. Yeah. And then sitting in for Johnny today, I have. Uh, uh, you know, I have uh, Rodney Allen Rippey from commercial fame and then Elizabeth whoever it is. And then I do a one-liner then I do a regular street joke.
0: Okay. And the
1: street jokes are great. I mean, the good ones are really good. They're hard to find real good street jokes, though. So.
0: And how would you find these if you were out there watching and you wanted to get entertained for free? No, just
1: then? go to my Facebook, Peter Lipsy. And uh, my website's PeterLipsy.com. And, uh, yeah, there's uh, two and a half months worth of it.
0: Nice, there so, you go uh, It's enough fun. to keep you detained Because sometimes What's people Of all the negativity on Facebook these days Sometimes people just need a little A little pick me up You know, looking at a baby Like a picture of a baby Or like a, right? a sunset Or a joke, you know And that can cheer you up a little bit
1: you guys see what comments are like when people go nuts. And that's why I don't do political stuff on my act. Why well, alienate half the crowd? It's true. You're right. And, uh, you know, people want to get away from that stuff for an hour and 20 minutes.
0: Politics in the Catholic Church. Two things I don't like to talk about because it touches me home. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Ryan, what are you uh, plugging this uh, week?
3: Oh, uh, definitely go on the packy and check out like uh, my recent article about uh, Casey Chrysler uh, hijacking uh, Mr. Cheeks of the Lost Boys and Lost Boys Instagram page. And a very interesting story about how this uh, scam artist is basically uh, taking over uh, Mr. Cheeks, the Lost Boys Instagram page. And uh, he's passing it off like, you know, as he's uh, actually like Mr. Cheeks and uh, has like photos of his granddaughter. It's like he's actually like a sociopath. So I'm trying to start a movement for people and stuff to spread awareness of that to bring attention to that. And it's called a uh, hashtag. Go li- make them go live. So
0: ah. I actually want someone to tag jack my Instagram page. So if there's anyone out there who wants to, I could use some excitement because okay, <laughs> it's pictures of my Lego set and pictures of my kids and my kid and my <laughs> wife. That's a, it's a big extensive what I'm on my Instagrams these days. Nothing too excited. Adam, uh, what are you plugging? My man. Oh, uh,
2: I just go to packy.com, check out my uh, movie-related videos, and I'm on YouTube with uh, The Whirlwind Potato. The
0: Whirlwind Potato. Of course, you can get me uh, Subscribe to the ID84 show on YouTube, uh, Podbean, iTunes, and you can hear us on Spotify and everywhere podcasts are heard. Uh, and also, you can check out me and my wife and my son's page, The Wicked Explorers, on YouTube while we explored it. We haven't been doing much exploring since we've been locked down, but uh, mm. hopefully. I, got, I
3: saw you at the north end, though. You were having a good time. Maybe, we so. we
0: did enjoy ourselves. Yeah. We did we did get out of the house a little bit, but uh, my new addiction is now I have a Lego City in my basement that I've been developing, and it's been uh, pretty intense. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, my adolescence is kicking. This is what you losing. I'm losing my mind. I'm running out of things to do, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure you all feel the pain yep uh peter thank you very much for joining us tonight uh and great for you it's an hour early out there in chicago so yeah uh, let's enjoy guys, some sunlight it was a
1: pleasure talking with you this is a lot of fun this is like one of the nuggets like as a comic just just doing shit like this yeah just shooting the breeze i wish there was more stuff like this well, let me
0: stay in touch we'll have you on again
1: yeah down the road i would love it thank you so awesome
0: much. awesome ryan adam thank you guys and for everyone out there on Facebook, thanks for watching live tonight. And those listening to on iTunes and all the podcast applications, thank you. Subscribe, comment, like, and we'll see you guys next week. See you guys later. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care. Thanks, thanks.
1: everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.